Hello and welcome to Laps Gamer Radio episode 180. Um, I'm your host Mark Hamer and joining me for the first time in what feels like forever yeah. is Adam Ducker. Is How are you Adam? Time. I'm good. How are you? It's like, I think the last podcast I was on was Game of the Year. <laughs> so like five months it ago. M- you must have been on one since then, I right? I think I have. I think I'm oh, due to have. been and I've not been on one. We're nearly halfway through the year. I know. <laughs> like, it's June in 10 days at the time of recording. This is true. Um, it's not where we, yeah, we talk pretty much every day, but it's just difficult to line up times to do recordings together. Yeah. With you being five hours behind. Yep, it um, happens. We've had a chance to play some video games together and whatnot. But mm. So how are you then, Adam? Have you, has your car killed any more rodents recently? <laughs> no. Did I tell... Maybe I've been on a podcast. Did I tell that story? I don't know. Now you make um, me doubt myself. Or maybe when we I were playing something, I told you guys that story. I can't remember if it came up on the podcast or not, but it was a pretty funny story. <laughs> so let me retell it in any case then. So as we all know, Canada has fucking cold winters. Um, mm-hmm. And we've been in various states of in and out of lockdown. And at one point, my wife has a friend that lives a little bit further out of the city than us. So they didn't have the restrictions we had at the time. So she went to go and visit them for some outdoor dining. And she starts the car and all she can hear is. And it's like, she calls me out and she's like, the car just made a really weird sound. So she starts the car again, nothing. So I'm like, I don't know, whatever, just drive. She gets back some time later and she's like, the heating's broken. It's freezing in that car. I hated it. The whole way back, she's like shivering because it's still winter. So I take it to the uh, car, the dealership, and they're like, yeah, it's sound- by the description of it, it sounds like the motor's burnt out. We'll get it sorted. No worries. So I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I'll just sit here and you can replace it. And she was like, yep, we should only be a couple of hours or so. So I'm like, awesome. Come in after like 10 minutes and she's like, yeah, so... We're going to have to disinfect all the area where the fan is because a squirrel crawled in there and died. (laughs) And then she was like, the sound you heard was probably the squirrel getting mashed up in the fan. And I was like, brilliant. It's grim. So then they replaced all that. Then she was like, also some of the wires were uh, nibbled at, so they had to replace them. They replaced all that. We're like, cool, let's start. Didn't start. Turned out the resistor had burnt out Mm. because the motor was trying to spin so hard that I guess it just burnt it out completely. So I had to wait another day for them to get that resistor in. And then $900 plus tax later, I finally got my car back. And I was like, ouch. Fucking hell. You got a bit impressed though. That like, So it was the motor for a fan that pushes the hot air through the car. Mm-hmm. So that's it. It's just a fan, right? Yep. yep. And you can run a fan off like USB power and I can stick my fingers in mm. it and it just stops. Yep. But... This was enough to shred a squirrel. Shred a um, squirrel and also completely fuck like the filter. I don't know how, like whether it was over sucking in or something, but the cabin air filter had completely disintegrated as well. That's <laughs> so, grim. But you've got to be quite impressed with the build like quality of, of yeah. German engineering in, in their cars that the fan is, the fan for the heater is so strong that it can shred a rodent. Shred a squirrel. Yeah. So yeah. So now is it we... like the car equivalent of uh, bird strike? You know, like a bird gets sucked into a jet engine. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. What a microcosm. 
<laughs> so yeah, so now we routinely spray our house with this weird like pepper spray that keeps rodents away from the house. And it seems to be working. I see squirrels like mm-hmm. on the other side of the street. They don't come anywhere near our house now. So a win for Fuck. me against the squirrels. <laughs> yeah, pepper spraying rodents. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Pretty messed up. Um, you had quite a time of it recently, haven't you? With like stuff breaking. That I had a tooth break and I had to have an emergency root canal that put me out of commission for like three mm. days. It was something else. Oh, the fridge. Freeze. Yeah, the fridge. That was it. Fridge yeah. was leaking. Yeah, remember if it was the fridge or the freezer. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, the fan broke as well. But that was relatively cheap. A, f- at the a fan broke. Yeah, like a heating fan that I was using in the basement during. Oh the right, okay. So yeah, but oh, that fair, was fair. that was the cheapest of everything. I guess that broke. In, like you don't have radiators down there then. Not in the basement, no. So we have like centralized yeah. heat, so it comes through the same air vents as like the air conditioning, but that's in the ceiling. And for mm-hmm. whatever reason, there is only one ceiling vent in the whole basement, so it gets cold in the corners where that heating vent isn't. Right. During winter, so I have a little fan heater that I have to like put next to me when I'm working from home. Yeah. So yeah, Canada they life. Did, um, they did. It, the temperatures here so don't get anywhere near as bad as they do in 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 Canada. Uh, I, when I was out there snowboarding years ago, um, it got down to like minus forty at night. Like that was up yeah. in up in the mountains, but still like minus forty at night, which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's not unusual but, to um, hit like minus. 30 here on a really bad day yeah um but yeah in the in the middle of the winter here when it was still pretty cold um they decided that well nobody's hardly well barely anybody's uh working out of the office so we're gonna have some uh work done to repair uh the air conditioning units in the office mm-hmm. um and it's the same sort of thing like centralized air like centralized heating as well so all the hot air would come through those vents and so they had to turn them off for a week uh, and i was still working in the office most days yeah because uh, my partner was working from home and we only got we've only got the one desk uh so she was using that so i'd have to go into the office and i was like i was sat in the office in like i i, I like my coat and a scarf and a hat <laughs> and gloves just fucking freezing to death at my computer. I, I I seriously considered going up in the attic and getting out my salopettes, you know, like the skiing, snowboarding trousers you put oh, on yeah, the top yeah. of your regular trousers. Yeah, I seriously considered digging those out as well just to sit in the office because I, because you just sat there at a computer, you're not moving around. Yeah, so it's even you're um, even colder as a result of that. Yeah, yeah, and because they'd been doing like they were trying to, I don't know what they were doing, but they had to they had to be pumping air through the system, but it wasn't heated oh. so it was literally sucking in cold air from the outside and pumping it into the office <laughs> lovely for a week that was great um yeah anyway apart from that apart from stuff breaking you been up to anything interesting not really no. like we're in endless lockdown you're in another here. lockdown aren't you yeah, yeah. we're in a, under a stay-at-home order that just got extended till june 2nd and then they mm. just announced their reopening plan, which looks like stuff won't actually get reopened until June 14th or something. Uh, Yikes. So, yeah. So, brutal, but we'll get there, I guess. Mm. Fair enough. Uh, all right, then, shall we uh, chat about video games? Because um, you've yeah. been playing quite a lot, and it's been a while since you talked about any. Yeah, so, so I picked, like, the best 
things I played, I guess. And then I was going to rattle off my like backloggery list to you to see if there's anything else you want me to talk about whilst I'm here. Because sure, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. knows when I'll be next back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the first thing I actually wanted to talk about is Breath of the Wild. Uh, so I replayed oh. it on Wii U. It was my game of the year 2018. Um, mm-hmm. So I played it on Wii U because I didn't get a Switch at the time. I didn't get a Switch till around the time it was when Arms came out, whenever the hell that was. Uh, oh, what an underrated game that is! Oh yeah, that was such a good Love game, a and Arms. I only got it because mm. I got my Switch because I just happened to come across one on sale. And then Arms had just come out. I didn't want to replay Zelda yet. Mario Odyssey wasn't out yet, so I was like Arms, and we played it a little bit, didn't we? With Kev, we did some multiplayer, and it was good. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's a good game. So anyway, Breath of the Wild. I decided to, I was going to replay it. It felt like a good game. Another of these to just calm the hell down. Yes, we're in lockdown. Hunker down and play. And I bought the DLC. And my God. Okay. So the Master. The, there's two DLCs: the Master Trials and the Champions Ballad. Um, mm-hmm. The Master Trials has a whole bunch of like cool armor you can get based on old Zelda history. So like this. All sorts of armors, like there's a Phantom Ganon armor set, for example. There's a Majora's Mask, there's a yeah. Tinkle bloody suit you can have. All oh, that stuff. Oh yeah, man, <laughs> that love it. That stuff's cool. <laughs> there's also almost like a expanded version of Event Tide Island where you have to rattle through like sixty odd levels without dying. Yeah, the Trials of the Sword. Uh, yeah, yeah, Trials it's, of the Sword. Not, so that's it's, cool. It's not sixty levels in one go. There's like a, yeah, it breaks it up a little three. bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I haven't particularly got finished on that yet. I'm, that's like probably the one last thing I need to do before I go mm. fight Ganon. Um, but the Champions Ballad DLC is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not usually one for DLC. Like it has to take because I just I don't know. It's just something when I'm done with a game, I'm done unless it's free. Sometimes I just don't enter, tend to revisit. But it significantly changes mechanics and stuff in a really cool and interesting way. So you go back to the Shrine of Resurrection after you've, once you've defeated all of the um, Ganon Blights inside each Divine Beast and recaptured them, uh, Zelda calls out to you and it's like, hey, go back to the Shrine of Resurrection. And there's a weapon that kind of looks like a little bit like a harp kind of, and it's called the One Hit Destructor or something. Yeah. And then it challenges you to go to these little areas and basically wipe enemies out. And one hit kills them, but also one hit kills you. So you if do you, if that. If you get hit, yeah. Yeah, if you get hit once, you're dead. Hmm. Um, so you have to go to three different areas that are all in the Great Plateau. So you go and do that. And then it gives you three elements of like this harp weapon and out of three shrines. And you're like, cool, I'm done. And then it's like, no, actually, you have to go back to near every divine beast and there'll be some clues there as to what you do next. So you get there and there's like these small like monoliths that each have pictures, like hand-drawn pictures of different areas of the map. And then I forget what his name is. That parrot guy? Oh, shit. Who sings Um, songs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all over the place. He's often outside the stable singing songs kind of of legend and stuff. So he's around each of those plinths and he's like hey i'm trying to um learn the story of the champions as well here's what i here's the lyrics i have of a song that i know about it 
so far. And each of each part of his song kind of gives a clue related to those locations on the map. Mm-hmm. And then you go to that map and each point of those maps and they've added additional um, shrines. So there's a whole bunch of new shrines. I'm assuming this might be like a Mario Galaxy 2 situation where it's just like the odd shrine that, that they didn't have an idea for. Here they are. They've remade some areas. So there's like now there's a route you can bomb to get to this shrine that did that's always would have always been here but wasn't there through the original game um so you do all that you do all those shrines there's lots of there's not a single one that feels like filler they're all up to the same standard as like the best of the best from the original 100 and odd that were in the game yeah i don't know how much to start talking about it so you do all those shrines which um improves each of the abilities you get from defeating the divine beast so like Mm -hmm. you get each of those abilities off the other champions so it improves all of them so they either do more damage or regenerate quicker things like that and then you have to go back to the shrine of resurrection and i'm not sure if this is where i should stop talking because two really cool things happen that might be better spoiler free if there's people that want to play it and if you ever want to play it and have not been spoiled I don't want to spoil them for you. <laughs> no. Um, one thing, it's been a while since I played it, and I can't remember if you can take the upgrades that you get through to New Game Plus. I don't know. Because that would be pretty Maybe. good. Because that would if be you could, cool. If you could do the New Game Plus with the... Um, you know, they added the increased difficulty. Yes. Where you have to boot with the combat so yeah. much harder. Yeah, hero mode, yes. Combat's so much harder. Um, mm-hmm. Supplies and everything are harder to come by. You just, it, it turns it into more of a survival game. Yeah. Um, Even though it's pretty tough on the normal thing, especially in the early oh, yeah, hours yeah, yeah. you don't have many hearts and stuff. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, yeah that game, I mean... I, I've talked about it, but for, I could talk about it for hours. I've talked about it at length already, but I could, I could talk about that game for hours. Um, I think it's possibly the greatest game ever made. Um, yeah, so I will say, this. So it's always been like in my top five, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Ocarina of Time is my favorite game of all time, just okay. because I've, it's more of a Zelda game to me, and I felt like Breath of the Wild had a lot less story. It does. But but it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, when... It, like, has... I think it has possibly an equal amount of story in some regards, but stretched out over a much bigger game. Like, there's a lot more, like, side stories and side quests and stuff in that game than I think people remember. I think it's just... Mm. There's very minimal in the way of, like, here's an actual cutscene that progresses the story. And you can miss it if you want to, because it has, like, captured memories mechanic and that's one thing that's kind of cool about the champions ballad stuff after you've um oh i missed a part of it actually so once you've completed each of those shrines you then revisit the divine beast and you have to refight the boss but with way less equipment than you would have probably had in the main game mm-hmm. and after you've refought those bosses um it gives you like set equipment once you've rebeaten those bosses you get like a memory of something that happened with zelda related to that area of the map and stuff so there's yeah. more story that arguably could have been in the original game but wasn't, and it kind of fleshes it out a bit. And there's a lot more cool side stuff in that game than I think people give it credit for. Mm-hmm. Each of the villages has quite a few 
even if it's just something simple like go and find this person for me and tell me this tell them this and yeah things like that but yeah such well, a even cool like, game um, the first one is it uh oh, is it kakariko village yeah the very japanese themed village yeah um there's loads of side quests just in that one and that's a really small village yeah. compared to some of the other places that you go to yeah, and um, there's like yeah, four there's, or five characters in there with like side quests that you can do like straight away, and then yeah, some and some of them are like away. some of them are like it's not just one quest; it's like multiple quests one yeah. after the other. Um, yeah, there, there there is a lot more story than there than you in there. Than, I think it's because like there's there's really nothing that's front loaded at all, and mm -hmm. it's because I think it's people have just got so used to. Jump into the game. There's a big cutscene. Um, the game tells you where to go. You go along for a little bit, and then there'll be another big cutscene, just like big, huge yeah. exposition dumps. And there aren't huge expedition exposition dumps. There's like little. The story sort of sprinkled along the way, and you'll get like mm -hmm. it's weird. It's it's almost like memento in a way. <laughs> yeah, kind of piecing yeah. together and bits of the memories. Piece bits together the memories, like they're not necessarily in an order. You would naturally come across them as you explore mm -hmm. in the map. Like if you were to do the define the divine beast in like a rough order, how it presents it to you, you don't come across those memories altogether. Like one of the most important ones is arguably is hidden like inside Hyrule Castle, which is your ultimate goal with Ganon, and you might not come across that until right near the end of the game, unless you decide to <clears> sneak <throat> in there early on. Yeah. Um. But yeah, really cool game. And yeah, there's other cool bits apart from those captured memories. Like you get random characters mentioning things they know about the past and stuff and about your history as the champion and all that stuff. And it's just such mm. a cool game. Um, I've, well, it's, it's definitely like I loved it the first time and I think I love it even more after this time. It is. It's the first Zelda that I can think of that's completely non-linear. Like there, in in other Zeldas, yeah. you'll you'll get bits where like you can choose which path you go down, but but like in Breath of the Wild, you can literally once you're off the plateau, you can go straight to the castle and take on Ganon and done. And that's you what makes have... the speedruns so cool about that yeah. game because you can literally gun it from the beginning. You literally don't need the, the path. It, yeah. It's like you come out, you come off the, the the plains, and it's like right, go defeat Ganon, and yeah. then everything else you do is complete. Everything else in the game is completely optional. Everything. Yeah. Story so included. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the DLC is just like, when I first heard about, like, oh, there's a season pass for the new Zelda, I was like, oof. Mm. Not yeah, sure. Yeah, ultimately um, became yeah. those two passes, I guess. The two packages, I guess. Yeah. Not, I wasn't too sure about that. I'm like, but I love the game so much, I picked it up. And at first, it was just like, here's a few little bits of treasure. Oh, oh here's a, oh, great. I, f I found a red Nintendo Switch t-shirt that Link can wear, which is kind of yeah like yeah uh, hey that's cute but it's i'm never gonna wear it um and then they just kept on adding more and more bits and pieces have you used the um i don't know what they call it the master cycle or whatever it is the motorbike no that's what you get for finishing everything yeah okay right um the it's cool amazing. thing i don't want to spoil um is... well everybody knows about that game that that thing in there now i mean like it was all over the marketing right everyone knows it yeah a, i guess a the thing you do to get the bike people might not know that i could say if we want if we want people to skip ahead um okay sure yeah skip ahead to this time code 22 minutes and 33 seconds okay so you go to the shrine of resurrection 
It tells you to put your Sheikah slate back in the console where you first got it. And then the Shrine of Resurrection starts moving down into the ground. Like you're in a big elevator and there's another divine beast underground. Mm-hmm. You can play that was, that, that divine... was huge. Yeah, that's insane. When you realize because, like, what's happening, you're going down this elevator and you're like, oh, so I'm just going down here to get something cool. Yep. I thought and that was get- it. I thought, I thought like, you do the, all the other little bits and pieces that you talked about so far. I was like, right, it, great. I'm going to get my motorbike now. I had absolutely yeah. no idea that there was another divine beast. So you go down there and yeah. You, and then even at first, the reveal of it, you don't even realize it's a divine beast at first until you get the, put your slate in to get the map. And it's like, holy crap, this is totally a beast that can be, like all the beasts can be manipulated by changing the orientation of the level. It's exactly the same. Yeah. You beat all that basically to unlock a big door and there's one of the shrine monks that are there at the end of every level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you walk up to him, tap the little blue like barrier that they're in, just the same as all the rest. And you're like, awesome, I've done it. I'm going to get the motorbike. <clears throat> yeah. And then he starts to twitch and move and you fight him. <laughs> and yeah. It's amazing. So that's it's a the really one fucking good fight done. as well. I, have, I haven't won. I haven't beaten that fight yet because I did it it's, like twice and couldn't. It's, it's tough. tough. It yeah. is pretty tough, yeah. But it's just like, yeah, man. Like they, they, they really, really threw in some massive surprises towards the end of that. They could, they could have just copped out. It could have yeah. been like you just do the simple puzzle stuff. Here you go. Here's your cool bike. But yeah. no, a and whole new divine beast, and then a crazy new boss fight at the end of it is yeah. And the way that happens, with the monk, like everything looks normal. And then the camera just lingers a little bit and his arm starts to twitch and he's like, holy crap. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, I'm going to have to fight him. I'm going to have to fight him. And then you do. And it's just like, so damn cool. It is, um, yeah. Like, I can't put it in my game of the year this year because I already put it in there in 2018. <laughs> but if I could, I would. <laughs> oh, I, if I could, I'd put it in every year. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I play it. Uh, I, I don't play it all the way through, but I, I play a good chunk of uh, Breath of the Wild every year. I just... yeah. So that it's one of those games that I just keep going back to. Some people like to go back to Skyrim over and over again. Um, for me, it's Breath of the Wild. That's like me with Ocarina of Time. I'll play through it every yeah. one or two years for sure. And same with the old uh, Link's Awakening, I will as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's super cool. Um, so that's me waxing lyrical about Breath of the Wild. <laughs> uh, over. The next game I was going to talk about is Tell Me Why. Which was uh, don't oh yeah yeah last August it came out I think Nick streamed some of this yes, a while he did. back yeah um, and I guess my reason why I picked because I said I have such a big list of games I've beaten since I was last on but this is Dontnod did all the Life is Strange games is really good um, this feels like a really like they've reached like a certain almost like maturity in their storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, so for people that don't know, I guess it tells the story of two twins whose mother died, uh, like when they were little kids, like six or something, and now they've grown up to be in their like late teens, early twenties, and one of the siblings ultimately murdered the mother, I guess, and went to jail. And whilst they're in jail, they transitioned from female to male. Yeah, and it's just extreme, like obviously like well not obviously maybe to people listening but that's not a transition i've been through and it seems that they handle that extremely delicately and in ways you would expect like they live in a small like backwater town 
Mm. And there are people they come across that this um, character has not seen for, like he's called Tyler, hasn't seen for like however long the term was in jail. Um, mm-hmm. Ended up going, it's like a, I guess went to a center ultimately, like some sort of, um, I forget what it's called, but yeah, it's like an open jail system kind of thing where it's almost like a dorms and stuff. And yeah, yeah so yeah, there's yeah. characters that kind of don't know how to talk to Tyler, don't know how to deal with any of this stuff. Um, they handle even Alison, the twin sister, like at first she's kind of awkward and doesn't quite get it. And it's just really well executed. Um, and then they have, because it's, vaguely related to life is strange like there's a supernatural element they have a sort of certain connection that's really cool um really well done and i just think for them to have got to a point like even life is strange dealt with uh complex situations like there was suicide and stuff in life is strange um in life is strange too there was like immigration because the children were from south america and uh, had a somewhat slightly and there was an abusive dad in there as well um of one mm-hmm. of the characters they met so they've always dealt with situations delicately like it seems to don't not seem to have had that since the beginning of these games but to be able to tackle a game like this there still being other gameplay impetus besides that tackling that issue as delicately mm. as it did is super cool and then i just think the other thing they've really mastered is these games have obviously became popular from since we had like Walking Dead, right? And all the Telltale games that came out of that. And I think Yeah. Don't Nod have completely eclipsed Walking Dead in being able I to I think mask. they did I, th- I think, like, they completely, in terms of the, the just the pure gameplay uh, and the, the, the way the game flows and the way you interact with it and the mm-hmm. actual even down to like the kind of Staying with one foot in the old point and click adventure star things yeah. that that yeah. Telltale completely abandoned. Yeah, kind of walked Don't away Nod, from. Yeah, yeah. I think Don't Nod got that right from the off. Like the first yeah. Life is Strange. Yeah, is it's just just feels so much more polished and so much more involving yeah. than any um, uh, Telltale game. Yeah, and I guess yeah, it feels more polished. More the storytelling's better, the interactions, and I think ultimately the. the thing that benefits from most in terms of that is then being able to hide the mechanics behind what's happening because ultimately these games you always end up uh, a version or similar versions of the same ending right there are different endings but they're all kind of similar but the don't nod games and i think it's because of the narrative and like the amount of emotion they put into those decisions they make you forget that there's a very dictated framework behind these games that ultimately only end a couple of ways like you're never truly in control you're not going to see your choices aren't going to unravel one of like 52 different endings it's typically like a handful of endings right sure and they do a way better job at masking that and making it feel less binary than telltale ever have and ever will i guess because telltale don't really exist anymore Um, no but yeah, just an incredible game. I'd highly recommend mm-hmm. it. It's on. I think it's still on Game Pass. There's only three episodes, so it's a little bit shorter than some of their other yeah. games. It's one First... that I definitely um, want to want to play. Um, I, I need to catch up with uh, Life is Strange as well, and then the oh, two's the really good. Captain Underpants, or whatever his name was. Captain Strange. I can't remember. Yeah, 
but you should uh, yeah, play that before Life is Strange 2 because he's yeah I'll play them all in order um, yeah. don't nod a like that's just it's it's not just those games as well like if you play something like remember me or vampire they may fall short in some of the gameplay aspects in that sort of game but their storytelling has been really really good right from the mm-hmm. off um yeah, yeah i need to i've never played vampire but remember me good. it's just one i've never remember me i've just never finished it i started it and yeah. I need to go back to it another one it's it's very very good um, yeah, and then they're not a huge studio. Um, no. I don't know how many staff they've got, but they're not they're not massive. Um, no, I guess they maybe they ramped just... up a little bit recently because they brought that twin mirror game out as well, didn't they? Yeah, um, um, there was another like tie into this. I'm not really sure how big they got. Whether they have two teams or something. Um, um, I'm just looking on Wikipedia. Yeah, they do have two studios now. Okay, good. Um, yeah, yeah, don't nod entertainment. Oh, hang on. I wanted to look at the Wikipedia. Well, I don't know if it lists how many staff they've got. Don't nod entertainment. I can't see it anywhere. No, it just says two studios, so that's fair yeah. enough. Um, yeah. But yeah, or number of employees. Um, it's about 250, apparently. Ah, okay. So Which is you know, a decent not, size. Yeah, it's not, not huge. It's not huge. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're just like they, uh, yeah, Remember Me, Life is Strange, Vampire, The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit, that's it. Oh, that's Life is Strange 2, Tell Me Why, and then Twin Mirror, which I uh, haven't even seen anything of yet, but uh, it's another one that I'll, I'll check out. Um, they're, uh, oh, that's the first one that they self-published as well. Because mm, I guess they don't that. own Life is Strange from what I remember. Square Enix No, do. Square Enix, yeah. Which is why Tell Me um, Why isn't really a Life is Strange game either. Um, no, that's that's Xbox Game Studios Xbox, yeah. and um, uh, Vampire was Focus and Remember Me was Capcom. But um, yeah, they just uh, yeah when it with that sort of game like um, there have been Telltale games that I really enjoyed. Like I absolutely loved um, oh shit, uh, The Wolf Among Us. Mm. Um, it's funny actually. I was thinking about The Wolf Among Us driving to work today because. Um, we did a we did a podcast on the comic book, didn't we? Way back, like when we Lee did was a couple. We've done two. Yeah, um, yeah, we've done two uh, episodes, uh, two episodes on the podcast yeah. uh, on on the comic books, and we did one on the um, on the game on as the, well. the game as well. Um, yeah. But on the whole, like it just yeah. Whereas they like just grabbed as many IPs as they could and just bit off more than they could chew. Don't nod seem to take their time a little bit more and. They're more interested in telling an interesting original story. Yeah, then yeah. what franchises can we get and what can we cram yeah. in? Because some of them, yeah. like the Game of Thrones one, by the end of that, it just felt like, okay, here's three characters we're going to place into the Game of Thrones narrative and we're going to make sure that yeah. we plonk them at each point in Westeros where they could possibly bump into notable characters. And it was just like, yeah. oh, come on. So, yeah. But yeah, uh, um, tell me why is... I mean, I haven't played it myself, but I watched Nick playing through a bunch of it, and I've heard nothing so but good things, and it's it's yeah. definitely one that's going to be on my list, especially while it's still on uh, on Game Pass. Yeah, definitely recommend. Mm. Uh, next thing. This is a really quick one that I'll mention. I finally beat Mario 64, playing it on the Mario's hey. 3D, 3D All-Stars collection. <laughs> I have always hated Mario 64. Really? Um, so 
I came to it late though, so I had an N64 oh, back okay. in the day, but I didn't get it until Ocarina Arena of Time came out. And I played right. Ocarina of Time. I think I even played Banjo before it as well. So then going back to Mario mm. 64, it just felt rough. And I still to this day can't I, I find the controls overly fiddly. It yeah. hasn't aged particularly yeah. well. Like uh it's not just N64 games, it's like early PlayStation 3D platformers as well. Um and the same with the Dreamcast, just yep. oof, just did not age well. Yeah. So I beat that. Super happy. Get it yeah. out of the way. Um played Mafia and beat that and played some, watched some of that on people watched some of that on the stream. Hell yeah. Um, I mean after really watching you, I went out and bought it. So yeah, um, uh, some Mafia Definitive Edition. Yeah. They did a fantastic like you want to talk about good like remaster, they absolutely nailed it. So good. Absolutely smashed out of the park. Like it's it's they did it from the ground up remake. I mean it's it it, visually, uh, but also like voice acting and uh animations and whatnot. It's they they completely redid quite a lot of it. Um it's I absolutely adored that game when it first came out. Uh, it was like the first open world game I played where the storytelling felt like genuinely good. And the characterizations felt hmm. genuinely good. Like it's yeah. actually well written, which is not some not something you could ever say about a Gran Turismo, or a Gran Turismo, a Grand Theft Auto or anything like that. Um in fact, in terms of that sort of open world game, there's only been two that I thought have told particularly good stories, and that was Mafia and well, Mafia, Mafia Two. Uh, I haven't really played the third one, and Sleeping Dogs. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But the the, the, yeah. the work they did on the remaster of Mafia is oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The storytelling's really good. It benefits from it follows a lot of like mob movie tropes, like of course, guy becomes yeah. informant and is retelling retelling his story to that informant, like. So many yeah. films have that retelling a story. Like, I watched Casino relatively recently. That film has a narrative all the way through it, of a, a narrated, narration from De Niro's character where he's telling the story of how damn impressive the, they got the casino and all that stuff. They all... Yeah. Well, that's uh, in a lot of Scorsese films as well, of course, Goodfellas. Yeah. Same thing. Um, another cool thing they did... I. I don't think they had this... Like, I played Mafia 2 and felt this same problem. That um, this doesn't need to be an open world game because it isn't an overabundance nope. of open worldy stuff. It's empty. It's like L.A. Noire. There's like nothing. Yeah, nothing. But thankfully, they let you skip every unimportant drive. When Once you get in the car, you can hit a skip button unless mm. there's some dialogue or an action scene that's going to happen whilst you're in the car and it won't let you do it. Yeah. So that helps make it because there's a lot, otherwise the driving can be kind of frustrating. Like the cars are slow because of when it's set, and you also have to keep to the speed limit. Otherwise the cops will, and you can't run red lights. Otherwise cops will come and get you. So it kind of mm-hmm. it's very realistic, but also very frustrating. So being able to skip it and almost playing it almost becomes more of a episodic chapter-based game in that regards because you can just jump between thing really quickly and like really hone in on that game strengths kind of. Yeah. Yeah, next thing, and this is one you watched me stream last night, actually, is Mortal Shell, mm. which is a Souls-like, um, as somebody that is not very good at video games at times, it's been quite challenging, um, mm. but it seems cool, like, so you play, it's not, it's vague, 
not doing a great through like storytelling is not his strong point but you seem to play some sort of like husk or like soul that can inhabit other bodies or mortal shells if you will mm-hmm. and work your way through a dark souls type environment uh what's really different about it is it doesn't seem to have from what i how far i've got there's no shields or parry system so instead you can harden yourself and you like turn the character rigid and into rock and when you do that you can kind of combo an attack so you can go to do a heavy attack harden yourself wait for an enemy to hit you they'll kind of stagger and then you'll come out of your attack you'll come out of the harden and do your attack and kind of follow through with it yeah um so it's definitely different i was finding it really tough going but i did clear one area beat one like what seemed like a mini boss and you can find different shells as you go through the game so i was able to find the second shell which seems to be a character with uh less health more stamina a cool like smoke dodge move and a bigger sword mm-hmm. um so it's gonna be interesting to see where it goes like, i don't know what the upgrade path is i don't know it appears there's four different shells that you can inhabit so four different classes i guess um, yeah. So yeah, cool game. I'm going to stream more. That mechanic is kind of interesting. Um, I haven't. I've, I've played a little bit of Lords of the Fallen um, and a little bit of the Surge, which were two like um, Souls like games. The Surge was a little bit more like Bloodborne, I guess, and then um, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which was a little bit more like oh, Sekiro. Yeah. Um, but in like the Souls games, there's like a big like you either like hold your shield up and just tank damage that way, or you dodge to avoid it, or you can try and get down the parrying system, which is incredibly difficult. But that whole like hardening yourself just before an enemy's attack comes in, rem- like it reminds me a little bit of like some of the counter moves you can do with certain weapons in Monster Hunter, where you like let's say like if you're using the lance or something like that, you could there's a move where you can like position like you you prime yourself with your shield up and for it'll hold it there for a few seconds and if you get hit during that few seconds then you do like a massive you tank the damage and do a massive counter attack and that whole mechanic feels a bit like that where it's like you're like you're basically you know where you harden yourself just before an enemy's attack comes Mm. in and then their attack like doesn't do any damage to you and you can immediately counter attack okay yeah, and it's a yeah. It looked like a neat little mechanic. Yeah. It just seemed like it's going to take some time getting used to when to use it, getting the timing down. Yeah, no, I don't know if that's a me thing <laughs> as much as anything. But I suppose that's I the nature know. of the beast, right? Like these games are supposed yeah. to be like this. This is meant yep. to be a shorter experience. It's only meant to be ten to twelve hours. Mm-hmm. Which I, but then for me that might turn into like forty hours or something. But I'm going to stick with it. Um, it is difficult. I talked about this on stream as well. I find it really hard not having a game map, especially when a lot of the areas seemed quite samey and I uh, all seem to... It doesn't seem to be like a shortcut thing in the same way as Dark Souls has. There's just different routes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a cool game and I'll stick with it. Um, and then the last game I was it looks, talk about. It looks neat. I'm, I'd be interested in trying it yeah. out myself. I'll play some more and we can see because... At the moment, I've only yeah. been in like one area, really, like a forest area. I'd be interested to see how it yeah. mixes things up because that's one thing Dark Souls is really good at, right? It's the, it's uh, different area, art yeah, style different areas. And the environments are so cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the last game I'm going to talk about 
is uh, Genesis Noir, which oh yeah 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 to explain uh, this game. Uh, um, <laughs> that game looks very interesting. Yeah, so it's a point-and-click adventure mm-hmm. um, with a very unique, like black and white, cartoony art style, and mm-hmm. you play a detective who is basically investigating the Big Bang and what caused the Big Bang. Um, and it's really weird. It starts off as through like... Through the medium of jazz. Through the medium of jazz as a point-and-click <laughs> adventure. And yeah. it's just really... So it starts off instantly like moody jazz music and you're in like a street and you're you're trying to catch a criminal or something by entrapping them, by selling fake watches in the street. And so it starts kind of normal and then there's like a chase scene and stuff and then you end up, the main crux of the game is you end up at the moment where the Big Bang happened. And in this world, the Big Bang happened by a gangster shooting a gun. Oh no, somebody um, trying to kill a jazz singer and I think she's shooting the gun and the Big Bang is caused by that gun exploding. And then just this incredible scene that you spend a lot of time looking at where like a bullet is strewn out across the screen and you can just see like basically the entire universe being born in the aftermath of this bullet. Mm -hmm. And you kind of have to, you explore the, it's really weird to explain. You explore the areas, you like zoom in and look at the area where this galaxy is expanding out. You look at different star constellations and then kind of, Every so often, you click on the stars, and some will just have little bits of dialogue, and then others will have levels where you go in and dip and do stuff. So it might be go into this area and collect these seeds and go and plant all these trees to aid the growth of the universe. And it's just super cool, really moody music that changes with every level. You learn a little bit stuff about, like, the theory of relativity and, like, multiverse theories and all sorts of stuff. Like, genuinely teaches you about, like, how planets are formed by like gravity pulling gravity wells like pulling in resources and building worlds over millions of years yeah. um it's a really cool game just completely unexpected it's on game pass again and you can be in like one sitting and it's a joy it's another one that's going to feature heavily on my game of the year list so yeah by then maybe i can talk a little bit more about some spoilers and like some moments in it and kind of spread out my thinking about a little bit more and find my better ways to articulate how I feel about the game outside of it's a cool point and click with jazz music yeah Um, but yeah really cool game it's definitely recommend it it's on my um, list of games I need to play soon before it leaves game pass okay and then if you're going to if you'll indulge me I will rattle off my entire list of games I've beaten if there's anything else you want to hear about yeah yeah go ahead so, I beat Gears 5, Hivebusters, The Occupation, Cyberpunk 2077, Shadowkeep, well, that's Destiny, uh, Hitman hey. 3, Call of the Sea, Pokemon Shield, uh, The Medium, uh, Hitman 3 again, I don't know why that's on that list, uh, Mario Tennis Aces, uh, She Sees Red, you watched me stream that, <laughs> I forgot about that one, Yeah, that was that terrible dubbed FMV game. Um, Watch Dogs Legions, Hyrule Warriors, Yoshi's Woolly World, Dishonored 2, and Rain on Your Parade and Tron Evolution. They're all the games I've beaten this year. Um, I just realized I haven't spoken. I guess I haven't spoken about Hitman 3. Yeah, I want to hear about that one. 
um, and another one as well. But yeah, um, I, I need to get back on that. I was well in the swing of it, and then um, my Graphics GPU broke. Card. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's all sorted out now. I can go back and play it, and I've I've missed like a couple of elusive targets, which is kind of annoying. Um, but I hadn't gotten that far in it because I was trying to stream it as I played it. But the last level I did was um, really fucking cool. It's the one in Germany where you're being... Uh, it's like, remember in Hitman Absolution, there were a few levels where Agent 47 was being hunted, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't done very well. Yeah. Uh, this one, the one in Germany, where there's like the three hitmen that are out to get you, uh, and you have to track them down before they track you down. Yeah, uh, and it's all set in like a in, in an underground nightclub and some like an old industrial site in, outside Berlin. Um, that level's really fucking cool. Yeah, like it's really weird, like disconcerting when you first get there because you don't have your handler for the first time, and like, yep, you're like how do I even find people? I can't highlight them on my map and you have to do it through like organically listening in over radios and figuring out who they might be. And it's a really cool, um, objective tied to that level. That's called like T 800. And you can, you have to kill all the targets whilst dressed as a, um, biker using a shotgun, like the Terminator, how Terminator 2 judgment. Nice. It's like really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to do that. A, such a good game, and it comes right on the back, of course, of the the level where you um, have to kill the matriarch of a family, but it, you can go off and do a murder mystery adventure on the way as well. Yeah, in Dartmouth. Yeah, yeah. Level. Um, knives out. This, yeah, very like uh, very knives out. Um, it's yeah, it's it's cr- it's kind of crazy that 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 I keep on managing to find new ways to like push what should be quite a tired formula now in like really interesting directions, interesting the, settings. They like, added shortcuts as well, um, almost like Dark Souls shortcuts to each of the levels, which is super cool. Yeah, so like you can unlock alternate routes that make reaching some of the harder to get to areas like an absolute cinch if you're in the right uniform and stuff it's yeah so good um, mm. those games have just been brilliant and the fact that it compiles all of hitman 2 and 1 into there with new objectives and mechanics on those old levels is there's just so much game in there mm. um i've done like all the objectives in the hitman 3 levels but now i need to go back and do all of them for one and two eventually um, yeah yeah so such a good game Another. I've talked about like three games that'll be on my game of the year list this year for sure. Uh, the other one I'm kind of curious about is the medium. Oh, so medium was. I guess it's like the only. Well, it's, I guess it's the only Microsoft platform exclusive that's come out since Series X came out. Um, it's like a fixed perspective horror game that has its cool mechanic is it, it does a split screen thing where you're in like the real world and then like a weird like afterlife world at the same time and things you do in one world manipulate the other world um mm-hmm. and that's really cool so like you might come across a stairway that you can't get across on one side so you've got to solve a puzzle on one side so that it manipulates the world on the other side kind of 
and it has like a cool like way you're like manipulating time to so like manipulate time in one environment and then flash back to the other and it'll have changed something in there um mm. what's weird about it is those split down the middle scenes only happen at like fixed points um and it kind of loses its way like halfway through and like fixes you in the afterlife world and just that and it becomes way less interesting as a result of that um because then you're just in a weird environment solving puzzles and it loses its core mechanic but there's like cool things like you have to find a sunflower in the real real world you plant that soul that sunflower go back to the strain the uh like afterlife world and it's like created this point where you can draw like soul power out so you can blast a um like a skin thing that's like blocking your path um it's a cool game it's got a creepy environment and stuff um it's another that that handles like delicate story matter like there's um child abuse kind of covered in there Mm. um but yeah it's not incredible but it's again it's another that's on game pass so why wouldn't you try it if you have game pass it's like it's quite short as well yeah like i beat it i I had two days off work somewhere and i beat it in like one afternoon and the next morning finished it up Um, the studio's got yeah. pedigree as well. They mean they made. Um, I've never played it, but Laser Fear is supposed to. Oh be yeah, Blue well Team. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's another. Thing. They did like, Observer. I yeah, I love um, Laser Fear, and Observer's really good as well. Like, it was, what's it? Rutger Hauer's last performance ever. Yeah. Um, um, Blair Witch. Yeah. Did you play that? Yeah, not as good. Um, I have this thing with. <laughs> horror games set in forests where you're in the dark and you can just aimlessly wander and all of the forest looks the same it falls into that trap uh, basically yeah <laughs> it's the weak yeah. it's probably the weakest out of all of them because i think i probably played all of their games hmm. and that's probably the weakest out of all of them yeah all of the i guess all of their games once they went into this horror game i have not played Deathmatch Village. I'm just looking at a list of games now. Um, but yes, from like Layers of Fear onwards, I've played all of the games and yeah, mm. they're pretty good. Nice. So, yeah. So, yeah, that was me. What have you been um, playing? What have I been playing recently? Um, well, uh, so before you streamed Mortal Shell, I started a new stream of um, Dark Souls 3. Yes, you did. Um, because that's the that's the um Dark Souls game that I am the least familiar with. I've played the first two a lot. I've played uh-huh. Bloodborne a hell of a lot. Um, actually, Sekiro is probably the one I'm least familiar with. Um, mm. but uh, yeah, Dark Souls three. I'm, I'm 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 still very early in it. I did like a one uh, one hour stream from the very beginning. Um, and then did a little bit of grinding off stream yesterday whilst I was watching you play Mortal Shell. Um, so, I mean, it's just more Dark Souls, but it's it's nice that like so when when Dark Souls three by the time that came out, we already had like the oh excuse me um, the uh, remastered version of Dark Souls two over onto mm-hmm. PS4 and Xbox One with all the yep. DLC and it ran at a buttery smooth sixty, and then shortly afterwards we got Dark Souls remastered. Which again runs at a buttery smooth sixty, and like Dark Souls three, like although much visually, much more visually impressive, like would run at thirty if you were lucky, um, right. even on a PS4 Pro, 
Um, so being able to play it on PC at a, like a locked 60 is uh, is very nice because that's sort of gameplay like um, the, the the frame rate matters mm-hmm. um, when you're being quite precise. Um, but yeah, it's it's more Dark Souls. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to, to to playing more of that because um, it's the one that I'm the least familiar with. So I'll get lost a lot and I'll forget where the good items are and where the <laughs> horrible enemies are and where the bad the bad places to go are. So it'll be quite fun to to explore that all on stream. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a new Destiny season, um, season of the Splicer. Uh, Is that what you were streaming with Nick? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we did a little bit of that stuff. I mean, there's some story quest stuff that we haven't streamed, but like the the new seasonal event, which is called oh shit, I can't remember. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What it's called. Um, there's like a new seasonal event. It's a six person like match made event thing um, where like you're hacking into the Vex network and fighting off waves of enemies and like collecting data and. Um, using that to speed up the hacking process and then you get sucked through a portal in the floor and you end up inside the Vex network and it goes all like neon and like Tron um, oh. and the soundtrack is like super techno um, and well, not, not techno but like I don't know how to describe it like very electronic and very cool um, it's all to do with like so the Vex are like the, the robot species in the game have um, launched a simulation which has like caused the sun to not come up anymore. So it's permanently night um, in the in like in the last city, uh, and you're trying to investigate what's going on there. And you're making friends with one of the fallen guys, and you take you've, you've rescued a bunch of fallen, and so now there's like a fallen refugee camp inside the city. Uh, and some of them are hanging around in the, like the tower and whatnot, and there's a whole bunch of really cool stuff going on in the story, which I won't I won't go into. I can I can talk <laughs> about that on a on a on a Destiny stream for the people who care about it. But um, it's just more no, cool Destiny content. Story so cool, isn't it? Like when we did those streams and I was catching up on the DLC and you were explaining all the stuff. It's just like it's just so much. It's in mad. There. It is mad. There is so much. There's more story than I can possibly remember. Like it's it's honestly it's like uh when something went from a game that had like no story to yeah. now a horrendous amount of story. Um it's like and the, 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 they've gotten a lot better at presenting it. Bungie's always been really good at world building though. I mean like the world building in Halo was amazing. Yeah. Um yeah. they just didn't do a particularly good job of telling the story. No. Like, um even I feel like the Halo games, the Bungie ones got heavier and heavier on cutscenes as they went along and as they did it got more and more confusing. Like there's a lot of yeah. complex almost like politics going on in Halo that you would just you just miss because you just can't wrap your head around it. There's like courtroom yeah. scenes and stuff in that or like and it's just like what the hell? This is a shooty shooty game. But yeah. it's like all that stuff is there and really cool. Just yeah, like you say, a terrible job at portraying it to the player in a accessible way that's easy to follow kind of mm. yeah yeah um Anything what was i gonna else? say uh oh yeah yeah uh so oh it, it'll already been launched by the time this episode comes out but this this coming weekend at the time of recording they're launching um the new redux version of 
uh, Vault of Glass, which was the first raid oh. in Destiny, okay. which is the first raid of any kind I ever did because this was before I got into an MMO. Um, I'd never done a raid of any kind. Okay. Um, I've heard on good authority from people who've gone back and played Vault of Glass fairly recently that it mm-hmm. doesn't hold up after having played later ones, but it was like Bungie's first attempt, and I'm super nostalgic for it, uh, and I'm really interested to see what they've done to change it up, bring it up to speed, yeah. make it different, make it you know, make it a little bit harder than it than it probably was. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I've got a team that we are trying to try and run through within the first 24 hours, which will be interesting. Um, yeah. Does this stuff uh, usually have server issues? No, 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 no. Oh. Uh, but the first 24 hours, they have a thing called contest mode, which oh, okay. is um, if you go in, doesn't matter how high your level is, you will be hard capped to 20 light levels below the okay. enemies in the raid. Okay. Um, so it'll be uh, harder than normal. Uh, and then it's like the race to see which team can get through it first. It's going to be a bit weird this time because this is the first time that there's going to be like a a world's first race on a raid that people have already done uh, unless they have completely oh, changed yeah, the mechanics. Yeah, yeah. So people are going to be, this is going to be none of that zeitgeist of trying to figure out puzzles unless they've Unless they've changed, changed them. Yeah. Unless they've changed yeah, them, yeah. but like first time through, the f- the f- uh, the first time um, Vault of Glass, like it took the, like the fastest team something like ten hours to beat it. Right. Um, so I don't know what it's going to be like this on this time, uh, but I'm I'm really looking forward to going back in and seeing what they've done with it. Yeah. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise still been playing lots of that. They did a, a big content drop right at the end of May. There is another. Um, sorry, at the end of April, there's another big content drop coming at the end of this month. There's a um, uh, a live stream that is going up on, what day is the 26th? Wednesday. On Wednesday, they're going to do a new live stream, being like, here's all the new monsters that are coming out. And then it's usually like a day or two after that when there's a new, a new update or maybe straight afterwards where there'll be some more stuff added onto the ending story of that game and some more monsters added. Um like the speed at which they're turning it, they're churning out up updates for that game already is kind of nuts. Yeah, um, I think once I'm done with Breath of the Wild um, and a couple of other games, I'm like halfway through. I might pick it up. It's good, man. It's real good, yeah. and it's 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 the um, it's the first one I've played in a long time, which feels really like well, actually, no more than any other Monster Hunter game. Actually, like just like pick up and play. It's really easy. Just jump in, um, like once you've once you've built up some equipment and you've got different loadouts and you've got those saved so you can just like go in pick a loadout pick a monster to hunt jump in hunt that monster in 10 minutes jump off like you can you can play that game in 15 minute chunks if you want which is crazy for a monster Mm -hmm. hunter game um it's it's you can sit and sesh it all day or you can just pick up and play like uh, one or two hunts get them done real quick yeah, it was I feel on like the, you've actually accomplished something. Last podcast, you were talking about how accessible the uh, <clears throat> mission structure is. Yeah, and you can just like how quickly you can yep. get through. And some are not just that the missions yeah. are quick, but also like how they've sped up a lot after like tracking stuff to make that easier. And oh yeah, that's all gone. Your monsters just—you can just see where the monster is on the map at all times. Yeah, none of that tracking cool. stuff. Um, it's all gone. It's just—it's just really simplified in 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 every way. Um, your uh, the um 
like on so on like a monster no world you would have like um your armor and your weapons would have like the gem slots and you would uh-huh. um, unlock gems to put in those yeah um but those were randomly rolled completely random um in rise they're crafted so you can mm-hmm. just say right i want this specific gem these are the monster parts i need go out and kill that monster get those parts come back craft that gem so it's a hell of a lot easy to make specific builds that you want really easily um i feel like items like they require less monster parts than they usually did and there's a few times where it's been a bit of um bit of like rng has stopped me for a while but um it's never been that bad Uh, i've managed to put together like 14 or 15 very specific end game builds with different weapons and I can just jump between those depending on what weapon I fancy using or what sort of monster I'm fighting. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I put a lot of time in to get to the point where I'm I'm at. But, like, if you, like, one other half, she uses one weapon. That's it. She, she only uses one weapon type. So she put together one build. Uh, so she hasn't spent the same amount of time that I have, like, farming bits and pieces. Um, she, uh, And so you can play it that way or you can... You can play however you want, but like it's mm-hmm. just a hell of a lot easier to get into. The, the The combat is a lot quicker. The tracking's a lot. Well, the tracking's gone. It's just just more immediate. Yeah, um, immediate's it. probably a little bit uh, probably a better word than accessible because it still does not explain a lot of things. Um, but it's just quicker than mm-hmm. World was. Cool. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, um, what else have we been playing? Um, do you know what? I've been playing quite a lot of World of Warships. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, you know the. By, um. Well, I I dabbled a little bit a while ago on Xbox with World of Tanks just to see yep. what it was like because it's like one of those like big, huge gaming behemoths yeah. in the free to play like um area. My other half used to play it quite a lot with some of her friends. And I gave it a try, and it's like, yeah, this is kind of cool, um, but tank combat's not something I really care about. It's not something I've been really particularly interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, there's like, oh, this world of warships, and it's like probably the closest thing I'm ever going to get to that Ubisoft Skull and Bones game that's never going to come oh, out. God, apparently. yeah, because that's been pushed back yeah. until next year now, right? Again, yeah. When yeah. it was supposed to come out like 2016 or something it's stupid something like that, insane like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so World of Warships is just, yeah, free-to-play, um, like, your warship com- team um, combat game where you pick, like, all the all the ships are, like, from around First World War and then up into the Second World War period. There's nothing later than, like, 1940. Everything's pre-1950s. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get, like, a, a, a few ships to, to start with and you can, like... A grind experience and money to be able to to like upgrade to different ship classes and upgrade to higher versions of those ship classes um they added in like aircraft carriers uh, a while ago um there've been beta testing um a submarine mode as well where it's like submarine combat which i'm really interested in trying out when it finally comes out um, wow, that seems like a huge thing to like. It's one thing being above the water, but then going below—that's like adding a whole yeah. different set of complexity to that. Those mechanics. Well, I think in the it world. 
I don't know whether they'll ever put that stuff in with the the boat combat. Whether I think it, how they did it was like separated out. It was a completely different mode, and it was just subs right, v subs okay. sort of thing. But um, I'm really interested to try that out at some point when it finally comes. But just it's just a f- really cool little free to play game. It's full of like a million different currencies, and they're always pushing like, hey, here's some crazy cool ship that you can buy, and the ships are, if you pay real money, really expensive, like 30 quid for one ship, um, which is kind of ridiculous. But I have not spent a penny on that game, and I do not plan on spending any money on it at all. It's just something <sighs> like, I, 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 do you know what? It's a really, really good game to stick on when you're stuck in a Microsoft Teams meeting and you don't have anything to say for the next hour. Uh, just load that up and play it in the background because it's like everything is everything happens quite slowly. The ship's speeding up and slowing down and turning is very slow. Um, yeah. And you're like sort of looking in through a, a, a telescope or a pair of binoculars at a ship that's miles away and trying to dial in how far to lead and how high to aim to be able to hit them from that distance. And... Mm. It's kind of relaxing to play in a weird way, but like what I played of World of Tanks was not the case at all. But yeah, it I don't know. It it it's, it scratches a particular itch for me, and it's free, so fuck it, give that a yeah, try. Yeah, why the hell um, not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in, and unlike World of Tanks, you don't have to download the weird war gaming app. You can just download it through Steam. So fucking great. Oh, even better. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've been playing. I've I've had a little dabble of a few little bits and pieces through. Um, Steam, do you know, actually, if I just, let me just load up my Steam, and I can see what I'm I have. I think um, if there's anything else, oh, Astral Chain, if you talked about that, yeah, I remember you were tweeting. Oh, yeah, 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 good point, um, thank you for reminding me, I played some Astral Chain, um, which was the, uh, last, um, new game from, uh, Platinum, or was it, did it come out before Nier Automata? Or after? I don't know. Um, after, <clears throat> I think. Uh, well, I guess Nier Automata wasn't a Platinum game either. It was like Platinum helped Yoko Taro and his studio make it, and they helped with the combat and stuff. Um, but it's this, yeah. yeah, the last actual Platinum game. Um, yeah, it's a, you know another hack and slashy combatty game, um, but like with a sort of demon animal pet that you're chained to at all times also you're a cop in the future and you spend quite a lot of time investigating mo- uh, murders and and uh and whatnot uh and mm-hmm. there's a, the, the story's kind of nuts like i'm not even going to begin on trying to go into where that's where, where the story um uh is going because i have no idea uh but it's to do with like some demon things coming from another dimension and kidnapping people uh, yeah, huh. <laughs> that's about as much as I understand of it. Um, but yeah, it's really it's really cool. Um, I have, I need to go back and play a little bit more of that because um, yeah, uh, I, I need to actually crack on and f- and finally finish that game. Um, well, but what I have played it is it's really fun. Uh, it's very platinum. Some of the characters can be kind of annoying. One p- character in particular that's very annoying, but it's uh, to be expected with the platinum game. But hey, um. I enjoyed that. Um, I picked up a little game uh, a while ago for only like a few pounds called Dorf Romantic, uh, D-O-R-F-R-O-M-A-N-T-I-K, and it's like a really, really relaxing city builder, kind of, but it's like 
you have different you basically you have like a deck of tiles uh, and you get given um you get a tile and you you place it down it'll be a tile that has like some houses on or some some like you know uh, crop fields or a river or a train track or some forest and you're having to arrange them in particular ways they're all like hexagonal and you just plop them down um, next to an existing tile and you're trying to line them up so like okay so this these woods line up here on that side but on this side these houses line up like touch uh, and a, a tile that's adjacent has got houses on um, and you're trying to build like uh, river systems and railway tracks but it's all based on what is what random um, tile is given to you next in this deck okay. and then you're counting down the decks and putting them in particular putting them in particular ways and like matching up like woods on this side with houses on this side or fields on this side with a river there um is uh, you you complete objectives which then give which add more debt more tiles to the bottom of your deck uh, right. and you keep going basically until you run out of tiles Cards. oh okay got it yeah. um hmm. it's very early access uh i mean there's two modes there's um, the mode I just described and there's another one which is just like sandbox created mode uh, and that's not even available it just says coming soon um, but it's just super relaxing um, I'll, I'll send you I'll send you a link to yeah I'm just like looking a, at the Steam YouTube. listing that this yeah. reminds me uh, is it called Islanders there's an, I think it's called Islanders where you just build a similar thing but it's less there's way less any pressure you just literally build things i'll have yeah. to look him i'll look in my steam library there's another similar game but it was even less mm. pressure and no game over kind of thing yeah i mean this isn't like particularly yeah pressured at all it's just like you keep going it's like oh dear i ran out of tiles start again yeah, it's you know? really cool um it is. It's, it's very cool. Um, it's in early access. There's a lot of really interesting looking stuff in in early access, and I'm, there's one that I've got wish listed, which isn't available to buy yet, called uh, Power Wash Simulator. Oh yes, okay. I saw you talking about this. In, uh, yeah, you just yeah. clean things with a pressure washer. Sounds uh, mighty satisfying. I don't know why, but <laughs> it looks really satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's about it to be honest um i don't know if i talked last time about a game i've been playing called uh, production line but it's like along the similar sort of lines as like a time of chef which i've talked about before but you're building like a car production factory um and that's very cool it's a little um obtuse uh it's made by i think like one person or or most like a very small handful of people uh, and there's not really a particularly good tutorial um and so i don't understand quite a lot of uh, how quite a lot of that game works mm-hmm. um oh yeah the other one i guess the other last one was like i played a little bit of apex legends uh, the other week when oh, the yeah, expansion with, with launched Chazzy? and um no no i haven't played anything i don't know oh, okay he was playing on his own, yeah. Um, so the other week when the new Destiny season launched and the servers shit the bed, uh, <laughs> right when I was going to stream it, I decided, fuck it, I'll just stream some Apex Legends instead. And it was my first time playing that on a, on a computer with a keyboard and mouse. And I wasn't completely useless. Uh, I managed to get some kills. Okay. Um, didn't get that far through it. Like, I, I was, there's no way I was going to get a win. Um, I needed a little bit more practice, but... Uh, 
Yeah, it's good. Um, it's just a shame that despite the fact that it's cross-play, it's not cross-buy. So all of the characters and everything that I unlocked on PS4, I cannot carry through to the PC version, mm. which sucks. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's... That is, uh, it's a it's a good game. It's it's not my favorite battle royale. That's probably still um, um, Tetris ninety nine, but uh, it's uh, out of the first person shooter ones. It's my favorite. Yeah, yeah I sure. Would, I would go with that. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to get Pac Man ninety nine when it comes out? It's already out. Is it's it out already? Switch. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, I need to get. Yeah, you that. actually just reminded me. I played some of that as well. Um, is it? It's, de- free? it's decent. It's it's free if you have Switch Online. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, it's good. It's just very manic, and not as it's not as immediately obvious. What you know, how you can target people and stuff in yeah, yeah, yeah. Tetris ninety nine. That stuff's not as immediately obvious because you essentially have, I guess, like power ups. Um, so you can affect your speed or. I forget what the other ones are like power and stuff. How so? It's kind. Of, it's complicated and doesn't. It doesn't make immediately as. And you can affect the size of your train because that's how you sell junk to other people is by creating a train of massive train of ghosts and then eating them all and it sends that to other players. Um, mm. I'm yet to get be a champion on it. I think my best finish is like third. Um, right. But yeah, it's really good. Well, I've I've, I've never even it. cracked the top ten. Um, of Tetris in um, Tetris yeah. ninety nine, so yeah, yeah and I, that's the thing. I'm I'm okay at Tetris, but I have a skill ceiling that I hit, and I think I'll. I think that will prevent me from ever getting a battle royale or whatever in winning Tetris mm. ninety nine. But I feel like in Pac Man ninety nine, I could. I'm decent enough at Pac Man to be able to win that. So yeah, I've been. Yeah. I've actually been playing a bit of that in between goes of Breath of the Wild. So yeah. So you reminded me of that one. But yeah, worth a try, mm. for sure. And it's free, so what happened? Cool. And you can buy DL. You've got a ton of extra skins, so you can make it look like Dig Dug and stuff and all other games. Um, <laughs> nice. And then there is some DLC modes, like you can buy just regular Pac-Man for it if you want and yeah. what have you. So yeah, but yeah well worth getting. I will get on there. I'll get that downloaded after we finish recording then because uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I thought that was like one that was coming out, but I completely f- I didn't realize that it actually wow, had come out. Really came to switch, yeah. Go. Yeah, good. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah, that's about it that I've been playing that I can remember. I'm sure there's been other things, um, but I can't remember. Nice one. Yeah. Well, I'm going to um, go fix a Joy-Con then if that's all we're going to talk about. Uh, oh, is yours on the... One, one of my, my on the right stick has got Joy-Con drift, so when I've been playing Breath of the Wild in handheld mode, I, the mm-hmm. camera will randomly just start moving. <laughs> Have you sprayed some contact cleaner in there? Yeah, I tried that. I tried air and everything, and nothing seems to... Oh. So I bought a I bought a stick kit for like sixteen ninety nine. dollars I'm going to try That's that see if it works. It's cheap enough, right? And if that one works, yeah. I might even do the other one as well. Because I had like um, I had some Joy-Con drift in, in my um, left Joy-Con, but also I had stick drift on the left stick on my Pro Controller as well. But a um, bit of contact cleaner fixed both of those, so I was quite lucky. Did but, um, you know that both the PS5 and Xbox Series X controllers both use the same analog stick stuff, gubbins, does, as the Joy-Cons do? 
Really? So we may find ourselves getting drift on them as well eventually. Which would be well, I thought, like, th- I'm pretty sure they used the same sticks between the PS4 and the Xbox One as well, because uh, I took apart a DualShock 4 and mm-hmm. put Xbox One sticks in it, and they just slid on. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, so it's like the, the first generation of the PS4 sticks, the rubber. The rubber came go, off, right. start, Yeah, yeah. It was bad, that, and yeah. it would go smooth, and it was just, you got no grip. So I, I'd yeah. like, I took one apart, took off the sticks, and put Xbox One sticks on, because they had like that rough edge to them, and they uh, yeah. just, a bit more grippy. Um, and yeah, they just slid on. Wow. Okay. Yeah, weird. Um, so I guess it's just shared components across the shoes. Yeah, it's like, it makes it's sense. Like when, they're all made in the same factories and stuff yeah you'll have to book time in factories to build the consoles themselves and stuff so it stands to reason yeah it's like how pretty much every mobile phone screen is made by samsung even if it's like an app it's made by samsung and how for like the longest time i think it was tv screens a lot of them were made by sharp even though their tv still sucked if you bought a sharp tv (laughs) they made a lot of the panels for other companies i don't know if that's still the case yeah I don't know, to be honest. I think it might be Samsung with TVs as well. Yeah, they seem to have taken over the world. Yeah, definitely, when it comes to that sort of thing. Well, I guess that's it then. Wednesday, uh, maybe we could get back to playing some Deep Rock Galactic if if people are available. If not, then... Yeah, uh, Yeah, because there's four of us that have got it going now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Last time we played it, we played it with Nick as well, so we brought him a little bit up to speed, so we should be around about the same sort of level now. Because I've switched the class now too, so we should all be about the same sort of level. Um, And Thursday... I don't know what Andy was streaming. Whatever he fancies, yeah. yeah. Keep an eye on the Twitter. Whatever weird, weird obscure yeah. game that has a uh, Boise from Only Fools and Horses in it. <laughs> yeah, <That> constructor <laughs> game he was playing. I was just saying, hang on a sec, is that Boise? Yeah, <laughs> definitely Boise. That was really right? strange. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Just keep an eye on the Twitter, and you'll you'll see uh, uh, who's streaming what, where, when, and why. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's about it for for another episode. Yeah, I'll see you again in five months' time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for finally coming on and joining us. No um, I'm going to go and um, download Pac-Man 99 and give that a blast. All right, cool. Yeah. Thanks for joining. Um, no thanks very much for listening. Keep an eye on the Twitter to see who's streaming uh, what and when. And, uh, yeah, catch you on the next episode. Yeah. Hurrah! Yeah.